Hey, did you get your ticket yet? Copy Chief Live, October 9th and 10th, right here in St. Pete. St. Pete, Florida, man. So cool. You'll be steps from the Dolly Museum, uh, minutes from the beach, and soaking up all the wisdom of the best of the best in the industry. John Carlton, Paris Lampropoulos, Joe Schrieffer, Henry Bingaman, Todd Brown, Marcella Allison, all the people you love from this podcast, here for you live, interacting, networking, sharing their best stuff. If you're a freelancer, you've got to be at this thing just for the networking. All the big wigs from all the big publishers here to find the next great copywriters they need to know about. Don't miss out. Copychief.live. Copychief.live. Get your tickets. The price goes up every two weeks. Don't slack and pay more than you have to. I'll see you there. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to the Truth About Marketing. It's Kev Rogers here. And you know, we discuss the mechanics of marketing on this show a lot. And the other component to you know, setting up sales funnels and writing the best copy and all these things is the lifestyle, right? The, the lifestyle of an entrepreneur and all the challenges that come with that. And one of the things I see, and I can tell you I'm guilty of myself, is knowing in my mind logically that we have the ability to work from anywhere, but somehow is letting my life become a five-mile radius. I think for some reason that is part of our human nature to sort of nest, but I think by doing that, we're really missing out on the bigger part of life and the big, bigger picture in life. And so my guest today is Damien Lanfranchi, and Damien and I met a couple months ago at Todd Brown's E5 event. Damien is Todd's partner and COO in Marketing Funnel Automation and super smart marketer, Damien and I could fill hours talking about marketing and business and all these things. But what really blew my mind about Damien and his story is that he has three beautiful daughters, beautiful wife, and they live and travel the United States full time in an Airstream trailer and they blog about it. And so the blog is at paperdollpioneers.com and if you're at a computer, go, go there now. I normally say don't, don't distract yourself, but you're going to want to see this site and these beautiful pictures and entries as you hear Damien tell us a story about why they do this, how they came to do this. And I promise you, like me, you're going to be really inspired to get out and see more of the world. So Damien, thanks so much for being here today, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, really excited, Kevin. Like I said, since the first time you mentioned it, when we first met and we kind of hit it off, it's just honored to be invited you know, just to, to have a guy like you that's uh, as successful you, as you are helping as many people and knowing that there's more to it than just the business. So I'm just thrilled to be here. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you making the time. And so let's start with where are you right now? <laughs> so so currently I'm in Rhode Island, mm. just outside of Narragansett. I, got, I can't even I go to places. Everybody has a different accent. I can't even pronounce right. it. I, I, I think it's Narragansett. So we're just outside of there, you know, by Providence, Newport, and it's kind of bizarre. It, it was 
46 degrees yesterday in summertime, which seems wholly inappropriate since I'm, I'm a Floridian by mailing address. Mm. But yeah, that's where we are right now. Wow. And all right, I want you to just we'll start with the story of, of how this came to happen. But I'm curious on that note, is there an agenda? I'm sure I would imagine there's places you have to be for business. But outside of that, how do you choose where you go next? So, so there really is no agenda <laughs> for business. I mean, we have one annual summit. We do, you know, MFA Live. Other than that, for business, I don't need to be anywhere. I mean, mm. it's the beauty of what we do when you build, you know, an IM internet marketing business the right way. You can be anywhere. I always, you know, look at people and I say, hey, listen, if I got an internet signal, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good wherever we go. And sometimes you don't, which I could tell you, you know, stories about mm. that too. <laughs> But yeah, you know, there's really, you know, we kind of just set out. And again, I'll, I'll tell you the story in a second. But we set out and we just said, leaving from Florida, we had to get our Airstream out in Colorado. And so we were like, well, we're two thirds of the way across the country. We'll do the West Coast on year one and we'll do the East Coast on year two. So we're, we're part, you know, we're halfway through year two, headed up to our, our pinnacle is going to be up in Prince Edward Island in Nova Scotia. Mm. And then we'll and then we'll start running away as it gets cold. We'll run away from the cold and start running as far south as we can. We'll hide in Florida. And then I think we're planning to go off to Europe for about four months or so with the kiddos. Oh, man. Wow. Incredible. What, uh, I have two kids myself and we travel really well together. Just not enough, you know, and yeah. I'm so inspired by your story. All right. So just the setup, th three gorgeous girls. And how old are they now? So they're two and a half, four and seven. Okay. Wow. So anybody who says, it, Oh, I got kids, you know, it really yeah. restricts your, <laughs> no, it, all your excuses are about to go away. Yeah, no, it's 225 square feet and five of us. And, <laughs> and honestly, like we don't, we don't miss a thing. Like I, I really thought Kevin before, let me, let me back up. Is it yeah. okay if I back yeah, up? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, just tell of, the story. Let, let me tell the story. So, all right. I went to this circa, you know, I feel like we need some music here, but circa 1995, <laughs> I'm at Rutgers University. I'm in their school of business. I become an accounting major. I end up getting a full scholarship, almost graduated a perfect GPA. I got one B plus. I don't want to talk about it, but I did graduate first in my class. And immediately I was like, I never want to do this. I had internships where I had to put on a shirt and a tie and a suit and, and go in rush hour traffic every single day. And literally it was the summer of my, my sophomore year where I had this internship and I was like, I can't do this, Kevin. I can't, I want to wake up every day excited to start my day. Mm -hmm. And all the people I work with are miserable. They're just waiting for Friday. They're waiting. It's as if their life is on hold until the weekend. And I was like, that just seems like such a, a terrible way to waste, you know, waste a precious gift of life to just be somewhere you don't want to be. And so I said, you know, I want to wake up every single day excited to start my day. And so Ironically enough, I'm like, okay, so I don't want to do accounting. And then I get a letter in the mail that's saying, you're on full scholarship at the School of Business. You don't have to pay anything. And I'm like, well, now I got to finish this thing. They're paying for me to be here. So I finish it, end up doing actually, I don't know, uh, you probably don't know this, but I, I took my hand at screenwriting for about five years. I'm very oh, wow. passionate about film. And so wanted to try that and kind of work, did some education and training just to, to keep some money in my pocket at the time. And then uh, met my wife fell in love, realized I wanted to have a house and be able to give her, you know, a good wedding and give her a good home and, and stuff. And so I, I entered the corporate world again, mm. got a corporate job, started doing that for a handful of years. And then uh, just again, just started dreaming. And I've always been an entrepreneur, wanted to do something different. And so at the time, actually with Todd, you know, I've been best friends with Todd for about over 25 years. We used wow. to be, you know, we used to be gym rats together. And so we used to, 
train and scream and get thrown out of gyms and make a mess and <laughs> and all that stuff and and where uh you know we're cutoffs and yeah, we won't talk about that but so I, I originally started while I was working that job I started a bit you know we started a business serving chiropractic doctors it was this Kevin it, it was crazy we started this basically it was a direct mail program for doctors it was about 2500 bucks a month and we would send out for a practice it was a practice building we would send out like 300, you know, customer or, you know, patient activation letters, 47 postcards, 18 DVDs, three hats, two mugs, a bowl of fruit. Like uh, it, it was, and I was in charge of fulfillment and it was insane. Yeah, it was yeah. like the most stressful. It was like, we messed it up every single time. It was just because all the stuff was customized. Like the mug had the doctor's name, the letter had oh, the patient's man. name, uh, the birthday card had their, their, their birthday data. Like, and it just, and it was a nightmare. And so then, you know, we kind of hit a, you know, we, we, we sold a bunch of people, had a bunch of cash come in and then it started to go out on refunds because we just couldn't fulfill it. And that was when Todd was like, we got to automate this, turn this into software. And we just kind of had some strategic differences. And so we were just like, hey, let's protect our friendship. And so he ran with the chiropractic thing and I went into the real estate space, sort of the same concept of offering an automated marketing solution. So a CRM that's pre-populated with sales messages, video, email follow-up, you know, customization, customer qualification forms and stuff like that. And so I started this, this piece of software and, you know, we talked to my wife and I were talking about it. She's super supportive and, and just, just the best wife you can ask for, especially as an entrepreneur. So I started plugging away at this and we just set our date like, hey, let's make this happen. Let's sell the house. And when we sell the house, we'll go travel because you need to work on your business as long as there's an internet connection, you could work on your business. And so my business is making enough money to pay for my server and Mayhul, who <laughs> runs my support halfway around the country. I still talk to Mayhul once in a while, but the, the business is kicking off no money, Kevin, zero dollars, mm. but it's time to do something. And so quit the job a job where I was getting awards, bonuses, everybody loved me. I was literally working like the four hour work week there. They just, they were like, how do you do so much? And I was like, they don't know how little I work. I just, I'm effective and and they just, you know, and I, I gave it all up and basically had Starbuck the dog, who's our retired racing greyhound, our pet, uh, who stayed with my, my mom when we were traveling, my wife and enough living expenses for three months and we left for Italy. Mm. My wife had always wanted to see Italy and I'm from Italy. And so I was like, okay, let's go to Italy. There's an internet connection there. So surely I can, I can work from there. And that's kind of where the travel thing started. And so went to Italy, went to Costa Rica. And, and I'd love to tell you, Kevin, that it was this completely romantic, ethereal experience. It, it probably was more so for my wife, but I probably ruined a lot of that because as an entrepreneur, I was stressed out of my mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was just literally every single, you know, my wife, my wife would be like, Hey, why don't you cut out of work a little early? Let's go get gelatos. And I was like, honey, gelatos, gelatos, like five euro and the exchange rates, like 1.6, like $7 and 50 cents. You're going to kill the budget. Like we have like $30,000 in the bank. And if it's gone, it's gone. Like I'm gonna have to find the job. You know, I'm freaking out of my mind, Kevin. But really during that time, I, I realized, well, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, that's where the love of traveling started was that idea that, you know, i I don't want to just have a job for myself. Like mm -hmm. I want to create a lifestyle. I want to build for my myself, my wife, my family, my kids. I want to create a lifestyle where we really can enjoy the things we want to do and live on our terms. And that's that's where it started. And it's also where I realized something uh, I refer to as car crash power. Did an old blog video. Someone somewhere might be able to find it a long time ago where I talked about 
how, you know, you always hear the story about the, you know, the, the frail little mom who the car flips over on their mm. kid and suddenly they summon the strength to pick up a 2000 pound vehicle. Yeah. And as an entrepreneur, I feel like that's the same thing. Like I've done this a handful of times, Kevin, and I did it the first time when I started that first business and we left for Italy and I had a certain amount of the bank and that was it. And once it was gone, it was gone. Is there something about that urgency? There's something about that. This is it. I have to make this work. There is no option. There's no, there's no, well, you know, and, and we, I see that all the time. Entrepreneurs who have a job and the jo job just becomes this allure and this addiction mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you need to be a provider. You need to take care of your family. But there's also this element where if you don't have to succeed, it's hard and you're yeah. not going to until yeah. you have that, that urgency. And I'm sure, I'm sure I've never heard your start, but I'm, I'm guessing you had a, uh, there was a point where you had to take the jump. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Right. And the it, it, nothing, well, deadlines is everything right for in business is certainly for copywriters. And well, I think back to, you know, my return to, to stand up comedy, I created 30 new minutes of material over 60 days because do or die, I was going on stage January 13th yeah. in front of 2,000 people. And yeah. since then, I've probably developed five minutes in the six months following <laughs> that. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. there's no deadline now. And so that's really fascinating. And I don't want to interrupt your story, but it, it's, it's really interesting to me because you're talking about you know being this sort of stressed out thing. And now you've got you must time management has to be a huge part of this. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, that aspect of it, but I don't want to interrupt the, the flow of how this unfolds. Sure. We'll, we'll stick, we'll stick a pin okay. in the, in the time management. So right. we basically did Italy for a couple months. It was absolutely beautiful. We did Florence. And when we, when we travel, Kevin, just to be clear, like I always tell everybody, like we don't like, we're not like hotels and fancy restaurants where we travel local. So we'll always stay at an Airbnb. We'll stay at a, at somebody's, you know, garden apartment or somebody's, you know, little villa. And that's how we love to travel. Like to mm. me, Kevin, like there's no better way. Like when people are like, Oh, I went to, you know, this exotic place and stayed at the resort and they have this great restaurant where, you know, the only way you get to experience the people in their culture is because they're serving you at a table. Like to me, that's not, mm -hmm. that's not enjoying a country. Mm -hmm. And so like when we travel, we go and we rent, we live where locals live. We walk to the grocery store, we shop local shop, we carry home their local food, we cook it in our house. Mm. And to me, that's such a richer experience. And so that's what we did. We did that in Italy for, for two months. The euro was absolutely crushing the dollar at the point. And I was I was just my wife saw I was just getting more and more stressed out and ruining my poor, lovely life. <laughs> oh, lovely wife's fantastic time uh, just being a, an unnecessary stress ball. And so one night we're hanging and she goes, and I can we go to Costa Rica? We should just go to Costa Rica. Now, mind you, I've never been to Costa Rica. I know nothing about it other than I love beaches. And so Costa Rica just seems like the most beautiful place you can go to be on the beach. And, you know, it's Central America. So it's going to be the opposite of the euro in terms of dollar strength. And so one night I just catch my, my wife in a moment of weakness and she goes, you want to go to Costa Rica? Like, we don't have plans yet. Next month, let's go to Costa Rica. So literally she falls asleep. And by the time she wakes up, I'm like, honey, I booked a place. She's like, where'd you, you booked a place? She goes, what are you talking about? I was like, I found it. She's like, did you research it? And I'm like, I kind of go blank. I'm like, no, I just booked this place. And so we book a place in Haco beach, Costa Rica. And this is a, this is kind of a good, a good little lesson for everybody in, in traveling, you know? And so we booked this place and my wife does what she does, which she's great at researching and she starts researching and Kevin, she looks online and everything she finds is the worst 
thing possible about mm-hmm. Hako Beach. It's like, don't go to Hako. There, there. If uh, if you like, you know, seeing prostitutes and drug dealers in the <laughs> middle of the day accosting you, like that's what you're gonna get in Hako. And so now, oh, I just cut my wife's and our our dream trip to Italy short to go to some place unseen. And now there's, you know, it's it's a torrent of of prostitutes and drug dealers apparently, according to the <laughs> internet. And so. <laughs> So she's she's a, a little bit less than than satisfied with my decision, <laughs> and and so I just tell her I said, honey, listen, if it's horrible, I said we'll stay by the pool. You know, we were renting like a little condo, again, not a hotel, just staying local. I said we'll stay by the pool, by the condo. We'll stay for two or three days, and then we'll fly home to America, and we'll be done. We went there, and it was it was the furthest thing from anything we heard. We fell in love mm-hmm. with the country, and we were. I mean, it might help that, you know, my wife's Puerto Rican and I tan well. And so we just look like we belong there. But (laughs) like that was it. Like, I mean, we would walk, you know, a mile, mile and a half to the grocery store like at night. You know, we were, you know, and we were there for a month. It wasn't like we were there for a weekend or a week or we weren't with like a tour group. Like we were just unprotected out there. And it was just some of the nicest, you know, the the Ticos and the nicest people you ever met. And it was just a, a phenomenal experience. And it was great being there. You know, I, I'm going to this is this is all going to come back to the airstream I'm sitting in right now. But there's something, Kevin, about travel. And I, and I, I talked to Todd a lot about this because Todd, Todd, Todd is the classic entrepreneur where he does not. It's hard to get him out of the house. Yeah. You know, it was actually it was about a year or so ago. He was invited to speak in at Click Summit in Portugal. And I had got the invitation because everything comes through me. And I was like, you're going to Portugal. Like, no excuses. You just got invited to Portugal. You're going. And he went with his wife and kids. And I was super proud of him. That was like, I think that was his first time he ever went to Europe. And so I was uh, just wow. thrilled for him to take that. And what I saw, you know, traveling is you get to see that not everybody views life the way we do in an American culture. And people see things differently. And, for example, in Italy – I remember very specifically, we rented a car one day and we went to a gas station, Kevin, and I pulled in the gas station. And in America, the gas station's like the dirtiest, dumpiest place. Like nobody wants to be there. It's just kind of like associated with being filthy. It's not, yeah. it's nothing nice. You go to Italy, they planted rose bushes mm. around the gas pumps. Mm. And you saw there was such a value for beauty. And we would go to places in Florence, a major city. And a restaurant would just shut down at three o'clock for three hours just because mm-hmm. just because, you know, it's time for everybody to go home and have coffee with their family. Like this isn't this isn't like 100 years. ago. This is today. This, they still do this. They yeah. it's not just like, well, money's money's profit, profit. If we're open, we can make more money. They don't. It's not that they don't care, but they care about other things so much yeah. more. Yeah, we've we, we've gotten so imbalanced and it's 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 exemplified with entrepreneurs Certainly in the marketing world where we're constantly feeling the need to produce and measure stats and do all these things, yeah. but just people in everyday life with, with, with the access to technology and everything have become so overwhelmed and, and time restricted, it's, it's out of control. So incredible. All right. So, so now you have this, you're gaining this new perspective Costa Rica, but what do you, uh, to be clear, what are you doing to earn money then? You're, you're running your business, so- but what was your business then? <laughs> I'm running, so I'm running out of money is more accurate, but I'm working. So, so we build a piece of, I build a piece of software, a hired developer. I actually, this is a true story. I sold, my wife actually helped me sell all my toys on eBay to raise money. Wow. And so I'd collected, I grew up in the eighties, right? So it's the toy, it's the golden, golden year of toys. So I had 
every G.I. Joe, every Star Wars figure, every He-Man action figure, mm. and everything had to be collected and kept with its weapons because we were very particular about that. And so uh, every every G1 Transformer raised about five – all my baseball cards, comic books sold about – raised about $5,000 on eBay. Mm. Use that money to fund the development of my software. I'm kind of just, again, breaking even. I'm living off of a little bit of profit that we had when we sold our first townhome. And then it's not till we land in Florida that the you know the the business starts kicking off money, hmm. and so that was when it was just kind of like wow we got about nine and then as soon as we hit Florida about a couple weeks in we just started we just started killing it and then our, our revenue just started doubling about every sixty to ninety days uh, honestly that business grew you know as I look back on my entrepreneurial journey that business grew Kevin so fast that that's that's the reason I, I didn't ride it quite as long as I could have is because I just had no view. Like literally I started that business out and my dream was, Kevin, if I could have $4,000 a month working from home oh, yeah. in my pajamas, oh, yeah. that would be like a fantasy. Right. And then it's like we hit that in the first 60 to 90 days and then it doubled and then it doubled. And then there, there were months where I was earning – an amount of money that I was, I was just embarrassed by. And I was like, is this really happening? Mm. <laughs> you know, but, but I had no vision for what it was going to be because it just, it all started from, I just want, if I could just get groceries and keep a roof over my head, I'd be thrilled. And it, and it grew into so much more so fast. Amazing. Yeah. I remember thinking if I could write two sales letters a month at $3,500 each, that'd be it. I said to my wife, those words, I go, and then we're done. Right. Right. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Pack it up. Pack it up. <laughs> Uh, wow. Okay. So yeah, now bring us to the Airstream. And again, uh, I just, yeah, I just want to hear the story. I'm looking at just scrolling through your photos as you talk. And again, the, the site is paperdollpioneers.com. I'm sure Damien will explain that name, but that's where you can see all the photos and the stories. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when they, when they go there, you definitely want to just click in the lower right. There's an Instagram account. Confession: I started blogging, and then I got exhausted, and I also got discouraged, Kevin, hmm. because I started getting comments, and the comments would be like, "Great content," or, "You know, we love what you're saying here. Some of the best material." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then I realized it was the same content, and I realized all I had were these bots. We named we named the bot Shrobot, the evil <laughs> the evil bot Shrobot was just leaving comments and mocking me, uh. and so I was like. And my wife's like, no, people are reading it. It's just you don't see the comments because I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a direct response marketer. I'm not a social make friends contribute to the the blogosphere kind of guy. Like I'm just, you know, I'm just like create a sales letter, make it convert. That's what I do. Right. And uh, and so I got kind of discouraged. And so my wife just leads the charge. She takes pictures almost every every day, sometimes twice a day of where we are, and she's just phenomenal at photography and so if you click on the instagram you can see where we are where we've been and and uh, honestly that's how we got hooked on this whole adventure is just seeing someone else's journey and just going like my goodness the, the country is so beautiful and you could mm. do such a beautiful thing with your family like how if you have the pot if you have any way to do it to say no to it is just crazy so how did we end up in the airstream so we lived in florida for for a handful of years one day my wife you know my wife loves pinterest and one day she started seeing pictures of these rehabbed airstreams and so she started dropping them in a folder you know we always love fixer upper shows and she's like you know she just thought they were beautiful and really neat what people can do with airstreams and so one day she shows me the folder and she goes oh you know aren't these beautiful and i said yeah these are really really beautiful honey and and then uh she goes you know it's kind of interesting like some of the people whose pictures these are you know are some families that actually have kids and they actually travel the country full time. Like that's what they do. They live in one of these and they travel full time. And I just kind of said like, cool, like let's make that one of our next adventures. Hmm. And that's really, that's really how like most of our 
long drawn out process. It was just, it was literally a moment like, let's make that one of the next things to do. And so we kept talking about when would we do it? When would we do it? And we started getting ready for it. My, my wife's mother got sick very, very sadly. And so she came to live with us for about a year so that we could, you know, take care of her and see her home. Well, mm. that time that season ended, that chapter ended and just, just crazy. Uh, you know, I, I know everybody has a different philosophy. I'm a guy that believes in God and it was just a, a God moment for me. Like literally that chapter ended a couple weeks later, I get a letter in the mail, Kevin. And it's because we had talked about maybe we'll put our house on the market and we'll try to sell it. We'll figure out maybe we'll do this thing in a year or so. We, I literally, it's two weeks after I get a letter in the mail, Kevin, that says, I'm looking to buy a house on your block. Is your house for sale? And so I call it up because I'm a marketer. I'm like, I'm going to call this guy up. Let's see what kind of what kind of game this guy's. Is he an investor? What's this guy's? He's a realtor trying to get, <laughs> get a listing. Right. Talk to the guy. Guy's name's Jay. He's totally on the level. And he's like, can I see your house? I said, sure. Give me 72 hours. Let me stage it. Make it look pretty. Make it look pretty. Comes down. Walks in with his wife and his newborn baby. By the time he walks out, he goes, I'll give you full asking price. Hmm. And that's it. Right. And then, and then, and then, so now where I'm like, holy cow, like we just sold our house, honey. And I'm like, don't worry, we have time. There's only one contingency, one contingency, Kevin. We have to sell our house first. So I'm figuring, man, we got about six months before we hit the road, maybe nine months. This could take a while. It's Florida. The first business, it's January 2nd, first business day of the new year, he sends me a text message. Good news, first buyer in the house, all cash. We close in 30 days. Oh, and so, so now I'm thrilled. I'm like, holy cow, this is amazing. But I'm like, we have no Airstream. We have no travel plans. We have a house full of stuff. We have nothing. And so it, it then becomes this mad sort of adventurous dash. You know, we, we basically don't get an Airstream in time to leave. And so we close on our house, Kevin, and we're sitting in our, you know, we, we did get a, our tow vehicle, which is a, a Ford F-250. So we got this big muscly diesel truck. We're sitting on our driveway with, with our truck all packed up. We, we have an Airstream we're going to go pick up like two months later in Colorado, but it's not ready. And we just kind of look at each other. And we're like, where do you want to go next? Like, hmm. and it was just this really kind of cool moment, though, to just really go like, wow, we really can go anywhere. And so we ended up going out. I was like, well, uh, we've never been to Hilton Head. Everybody says it's beautiful. Let's drive there. And we're like, sure, that's close enough. And drove out to Hilton Head. And then we're like, well, we've been to Asheville once. That's beautiful. Let's go to Asheville. And we spent a month up in Asheville. And then we started to make our way across country until we finally got to Colorado, which is where we, we got our big shiny silver bullet and picked it up and, and we're able to unload the truck. You know, and just to be clear, we were not living in our truck. Uh, my wife always says, you tell that people don't think we live. We weren't, we were staying, we were staying in, in like, like, you know, in Verbos and, and Airbnbs. We stayed in some beautiful places, you know, just in case my parents are listening. We were not <laughs> living. We were not living. My, my parents still say that sometimes, Kevin. They're like, oh, she, you know, we went to visit them. They're like, oh, is that where you guys sleep? I'm like, no, that's our truck, mom. <laughs> you have a 30-foot, you know, bunkhouse, beautiful Airstream that sleeps like seven people. Like, that's, we have a house, you know? And so, and so that's how, that's how the adventure began. Amazing. All right, so let's talk about how do you, how to manage this because and i wonder damien the way this unfolded for you it's, it seems like a natural progression but still i mean you had the normal life yeah you were in europe and costa rica for a time to maybe be get some of that nomadic vibe going but you still came back and sold your house way quicker than you expected and boom here you go what is the mindset you think that keeps people from taking leaps like this? You know, it's interesting. I've, I've talked about that a lot with my wife because whenever we tell people what we're doing, 
almost every single time the response is, that's amazing. Oh, I've, I've dreamed about that once, or that's my fantasy or, and, and, and sort of ever, you know, it's, you, you know, you really don't get people that go like, oh, there's nothing to see out there. <laughs> there's nothing to discover, you know, you know, everybody sort of has this, you know, this, this, you know, wanderlust inside of them to see new things, go on adventures, explore and discover. I think it's part of what, you know, makes us beautiful as people. And mm-hmm. I think honestly, what holds most people back, I think one of the things is just, they don't realize just how much they're missing. Mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's really easy to just go like, oh, well, of course, that would look beautiful or, you know, but I don't think until you really do it, until you really spend, and I always tell people, it's like, you know, traveling is not a week staying at a hotel. Like traveling is you traveling is like a minimum of 20 days mm-hmm. and you stay somewhere local. Now you've done some traveling. Yeah. And I think a lot of times they just don't realize like, you know, as we go on this trip, like I always tell people, I, I would take half my, I would take a quarter of my income and live the way that we live and do the adventures we do over ever just going into suburban life and we did it we you know we did the sur- su- suburban life uh, i think i said suburban i don't even think that's a word that's a chevy you have a big chevy truck <laughs> that's a yeah you know like it's just you know it's about it's about making just the memories you know i remember once i was i was talking to uh to someone and i was talking about how sometimes i felt like life flew by and and i said i never want to be those people i never want to be those people that go life flies by you know it's gone in an instant and i think a lot of times when you just do the same thing over and over again you could just go well what happened between this year and last year and like well we we painted the bathroom yeah and we got remember we got the new new vacuum we got a new vacuum and that's it and and i think when you have a chance to really just say you know what we're gonna commit to saying that we have a different value system and that we're going to value adventure and exploration and experience over stuff, mm. you just start to make some different decisions. And yeah. and like I look back and honestly, like to look back on a year, like it's humbling to look back and Kevin and be able to say, wow, I've gone to some of the most popular national parks, you know, with the Grand Canyon. We went to, mm-hmm. you know, Glacier National Park. We saw Olympia. You know, we've been all over. You know, I've seen so many of the biggest cities, you know, went to, you know, saw Los Angeles, Las Vegas. We were out in Denver. We saw, you know, Missoula, Montana. We were saw Olympia, Washington, you know, like mm. went out to Napa, you know, we're, you know, we were in Austin and San Antonio, you know, up and down Tampa, Athens, Georgia, you know, over to, uh, to Raleigh. Like we've just seen so much and it's like, you know, you look back on a year and you don't feel like, wow, life just slipped by and escaped me. And it's just kind of like slipping through my hands like water. I just look back and I'm like, I can't write any richer of a chapter. You know, I mean, there's some things I might have been different. You know, you know, I always strive to be a better husband, a better dad. And and I definitely, you know, drop the ball in a lot of areas more than I'd like to like to. But, you know, like you look back and the big things and you go, wow, like what would I trade for this? Yeah. But, yeah. Not to mention you're I mean, you're a COO of a very active growing company. Sure. And that just title assumes that you got to be glued to your computer. You got to be aware of 10 different conversations at any given time. Right. And making sure things are getting followed up with. Sure. So talk to that a little bit of the practicality of it. So, so I'm, I'm going to give you both a, a philosophical and then a practical, okay. a, a practical answer. So, so philosophically, it, it's tough. It, it's probably the area I fell at most as, as just man of the house, as a husband, as a dad is just, you know, it's hard to know when is enough enough. 
because mm-hmm. there's always something else to do, right? There's yes. always another employee that needs to be managed, encouraged, and trained. There's always another project that I know if I put my time, my touch on it, it will be that much better. There's always more to be done. Oh, um, and it's hard sometimes. It's really, really, you know, like it's not, you know, you almost, you just have to set up, you have to get the discipline to be able to do it. And there, and there was a time where I started to get that discipline and I got better and better but then like I was still mentally at work. So even though the computer was away, nice. I'd be walking around and I'd, date, I'd, I'd look off in the distance and like my daughter would be like, you're thinking about work, dad, aren't you? Yeah, and I'd be, like, I'd, be like, huh? I'd be like, come on, like, I, please. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't, you know, and I'm like, she's right. You know, like, yeah. what can I say? Like, it's, you know, and so I think for me, it's just it's learning to focus on what matters most, realizing there's always more work to be done. And, you know, I mentioned to you before we talked, you know, you know, I read the book Essentialism and it just always, you know, believed in that, just really knowing like what really, really matters today. Like always asking ourselves, because there's always more stuff that can be done, another opportunity, another venue, another venture. So I think that's that's how I try to wrap my head around it. And really just sometimes it's just a matter of even, you know, as you know, going through like the E5 camp launch, which is a huge launch, just be able to say, hey, every day that I put a couple wins on the board. And if I did, like, I'm good. Like, I don't have to win the whole game in one day. It's OK. Like, yeah. I, you know, you know, I, I, I had some star performances. I hit a couple a couple real good ones for the team. Like, I'm good. And then practically, like, you know, we we finally, after a long time, we, we went through a lot of different project management software. And now we just use Slack and Trello. And so all our project management software, all our projects are live inside of Trello. Mm-hmm. Our conversations happen, you know, happen inside of Slack. So there's no more like phone and text, like phone and text is literally for, you know, everything's burning down and I can't find anybody in the whole company. Mm. And so that's helped a lot, too, because before it was just like I, I was afraid to even keep my phone on me because I knew that I would get alerted about something. And once right. I was alerted, I'd have to respond. Once right. I responded, I'd be in a meeting. Once I was in a meeting, my, you know, my family would be doing something else. And I'd be, you know, sitting on the side of the Grand Canyon, you know, tr- trying to, you know, trying to update an opt-in page. <laughs> yes, God almighty. And it's like, that's the moment where you go, yeah, it's, it's a miracle that I can do this at, from my phone at the Grand Canyon. It's also a sin. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I am doing it, it you know. It is. It's not, it's not, it's, I have, honestly, I, I could say I've gotten better. I could say there's some mistakes I make less, but I haven't figured it out. Even, yeah. even now, like I still just, you know, because you want to have that discipline and drive as an entrepreneur, you want to say, I'm an every day, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. You know, yeah. when, when Todd and I used to be workout partners, Kevin, back in the day, back in, back in Jersey, you know, we, you know, we used to hit the gym and, you know, one of the, one of the mottos we used to always say, you know, if I train harder and longer than the next guy, one day I will beat that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we, we entered into the world as entrepreneurs, that same mentality. Like I will work harder, I will work longer and I will beat you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Cause at some point you're going to give up and I will work harder and yeah. I will beat, I will beat you period. You know? The, yeah. I always love the, the, the Will Smith thing. Like, you know, I'll die on the treadmill. Like, yeah, you ever hear him talk, talk about that? It's like the difference between yeah. me and the other guy. If you know, I, I won't stop running. I'll fall over dead. You know, and 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 the, and I get that. And that's a, that's what I love about this sort of juxtaposition of your story. And I'm so fascinated with you when when we met is that you're driven and you do have that desire, that ethic, work ethic that it takes to succeed. But you've also made a conscious choice to do something really illogical as far as making that process efficient for yourself. And 
I'm just scrolling through your Instagram right now, and uh, it just warms my heart. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my plans as we speak, Damien. Like, we're going to Arizona with a, another family in July. Very cool. and where are you going in Arizona? We're going to Sedona. Okay. And we're going to visit the Grand Canyon, of course. So our okay. kids have never done. You know what? Our, my kids have never seen the, the sky at night. For real. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, you know, past the, the light pollution. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so just that alone is going to be so amazing. A moment they'll never forget. But I'm thinking, and I have to be in San Francisco the next, the following weekend. Right? And I'm thinking, why would we come back home? You know? Yeah. Why isn't that a two-week trip? There's, there's, it's just a, 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 an issue of practicality. Just, you know find some other places to be and go do it. So yeah, um, you can't look at what you're doing and not go, man, I'm missing out. And it's not like, and I like what you're saying. Like it's real, like it's not perfect, but dude, I have those same moments you're talking about. And I, I don't travel, you know, where I just can't get my brain to turn off. And I know my kids are are sensing it. And so why not travel and (laughs) do epic things, you know? Yeah. And and that's what I always say. Like, I always tell people, like, it's not perfect, right? The kids sometimes still have meltdowns, you know, there, there are always still challenges, but the difference is, so we have the same challenges, but the highs are so much higher. Mm. The high isn't just, you know, listen, I loved when we used to go to the community pool and, you know, get ice cream by the pool and we have some great memories. That's wonderful. But now, you know, now like Thursday is like, Hey, we've never seen you know, we've never seen Glacier Park. Cool. Let's swing by on Thursday. And you go to places yeah. that literally, you know, like it's humbling when you go to a place and you see people coming from other countries from around the world, spending thousands of dollars just to yeah. come and see our country, our nation that I've lived in for 39 years, never even saw any of this stuff, 40 years now. And and that's just a Thursday afternoon or that's a that's a Saturday. Yeah. And that to me, that's, you know, so you got to You got to If you get a chance, go to Page, Arizona. Page is, is beautiful. Mm. It's just, it, it's beautiful. They have a uh, Lake Powell. Lake Powell is one of our favorite spots. If you can, so I don't know, I don't know the whole geography of Arizona, but if you can make it to Lake Powell for an afternoon or a day or a month, if you change your plans, go mm-hmm. to Lake Powell and Northern California. Have, have you been up to Napa before, Kevin? Uh, not, not properly. We, we stopped, we were in the coast last year and we stopped through Salinas. Okay. okay yep. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, and that was I'm a big Steinbeck fan, so that was cool. But to glimpse it, but again, need to spend more time there. Yeah, well, if you could throw it in the trip, just pop it, pop it in there. Just stay. Yeah. You know, it, it started. It honestly, it all went back to Italy because Italy was just like we have to pay rent somewhere. So why not? Yeah. You know why not go? You know, like right now, if you if you have a home or if you're renting and you're paying X amount of dollars, like when we go to Italy. We pay as much as we would pay, you know, when we went to Italy, we were paying less than we had paid for our townhouse in New Jersey. Right. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like we were, you know, was tapping into retirement or doing something crazy. It's like, you have to pay rents just like now, like, you know, our expenses are what they were, if not lower than they were before, except every single day we get to, you know, and every week we get to see a new part of the country and see something and discover something new. It's awesome. All right. So last question about sort of the practicality of this. You know, your kids are young now, so your daughter, your oldest daughter's six, so that's like seven, seven, seven. All right, yeah. so that's first grade. How's the school working out? Homeschooling? So, so we we are homeschoolers, and we love it. You know, we we knew we wanted to homeschool for a while. We had talked about it, and just the more we've gotten into it, just the more 
I know I've used this word beautiful a number of times, but like I never realized how beautiful education can be. Mm-hmm. You know, I did well in school, but it was very like, you know, school was like medicine. And seeing just how gracefully my wife is undertaking understanding homeschooling and becoming a homeschool teacher and and how you can really, you know, she, you know, we're, we're Charlotte Masoners or we study, you know, Charlotte Mason and that's uh, Ambleside's kind of the, the pedagogy we, we follow. And, it, you know, they talk about, you know, education isn't like trying to get kids to follow rules or to mm-hmm. force them to do this or that. It's, it's laying a banquet before your children and mm-hmm. teaching them, you know, and inviting them to feast. And so like the lifestyle that we live is just so synergistic and conducive to that, that, you know, our kids are just everywhere we go. I mean, to, to be in, you know, we were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, you know, outside of the Tetons, and my seven-year-old little girl, she was six at the time, is fascinated looking at droppings. And yeah. she's like learning. She's like, that's a bear, that's a deer. I think that one's an elk. And she's, you know, like, and just, I go places and my kids notice things. They mm-hmm. spot owls and they they see things and baby birds and that like they they they're just so aware of so much of of the life and so much that's around them that 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 I, I don't see how they could ever have gotten in a more traditional setting and so right. that that's how we do it I love it yeah my kids are in a independent based education school now where it's sort of like a hybrid where they're technically homeschooled but they go to a school Yep. And it's those have been the changes. Last year was the first year for the school. And those are the kind of things that are so different. First of all, just redu- the reduction of the stress uh, sure. of, you know, being up until eight or nine at night with a particularly tough piece of homework and tears and, and you know, all that goes away. And they focus on the things that inspire them. Yes, they're still doing the curriculum. But they spend an equal amount of time doing things that help them learn about themselves and the world around them. And yeah. thank God education is slowly becoming more accessible. It's a choice. Yeah. So, you know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go you ahead. know, yeah, and I was just going to say as, a, as an encouragement to everybody listening, you know, when we when we did this, I was kind of like, you know, that's it. We're like the, you know, the point oh one percent of the crazy people in the country who would actually do something like this. And then, you know, we had joined up for something called Full Time Families, Kevin, which is an organization or a group of, of families that are doing sort of the same thing we do. They tr- live traveling the country. And, you know, I had the bumper sticker, but no idea who they were, or what they did. And then we went to a rally this past winter uh, outside Tallahassee. And there was well, I mean, there's over thousands, there's thousands of members. There was over a hundred families there. And there were guys there that were entrepreneurs, people that were MLMers, people that were, one guy worked was like a Verizon tech engineer that did like, you know, plugged in from eight o'clock in his, you know, for eight hours in, in his vehicle, you know, got his, got a signal and then boom, he was off and exploring and discovering. And, you know, another guy I met, a good friend, Scott is a, is a contract welder. And so he just gets a contract in a part of the country and then they travel and they adventure. They go, he fills the contract, you know, their welders in high demand. He travels to a new part of the country. And so there were people in all walks of life, Hmm. not retired, not just retired people, like people in the prime, you know, in their prime, you know, young parents that are figuring out a way to do it. And they all say the same thing. They all say the same thing, Kevin. They're like, we just wanted something different. We didn't want this time with our children to fly by and just pass us by. Right. We wanted to make family a priority. We wanted to spend more time together. And it's it's just, uh, I'm so grateful that my wife has the vision to to see these kind because I never would have come up with it. I, you know, I would have just been like, you know, let's go back to Costa Rica. Let's just do the same thing over and over again, you know? And so 
so yeah, I, I couldn't be happier to, to be on the adventure that we're on right now. It's amazing, dude. Thanks for sharing the story. Paperdollpioneers.com and the Instagram feed is paperdoll underscore pioneer. Is that correct? You know what? I don't even have it on me right now. It's on the bottom right of the blog. Yeah, you'll find just, it on I think the blog. Paperdoll Pioneer. It's pa- and you asked me what the name is. It's paper because we homeschool. Doll because we have three little dolls and pioneers because we explore. So we're the paper doll pioneers. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. What do you mean you haven't heard all 100 plus episodes of The Truth About Marketing? Are you kidding? What else have you been doing? All right, let me help you. Uh, you know how we ask the essential question on this show, right, about uh, what these pros, these big dogs did in their marketing to produce the most surprising results? Well, I've taken what I consider 10 of the best of those answers and assembled them in one convenient place for you. People like uh, Ryan Lee, Ben Settle, uh, Brian Kurtz, Felicia Spar, Rhonda Britton. Great mix of super interesting, super actionable answers to the big surprise question. So get yourself on over to the truthaboutmarketingshow.com. Truthaboutmarketingshow.com. It's free and it's waiting on you. Hope you dig it. All right, so let's ask the essential question. This will be great. Because again, you're, we could have talked for hours just about business. I love that we sure. chose this topic for the first one. But so, Damien, what is the one thing you've done in your marketing that's produced the most surprising results? I, I'm going to be a complete contrarian and I'm going to say this. It's, I believe your success will be defined by your no list, Kevin. Mm. The, biggest, the biggest movements of the needle we've seen have not been the saying yes to this or doing that new thing or doing that, that, that and copying what that guy did. It's been clearing the plate and saying, no, we're not going to do that. It's fine that it works for that guy. It's fine that there might be some money we're leaving on the table over there. But having the discipline to say no and have a really clearly defined no list has been the thing that's honestly moved the needle the most in in all the businesses I've you know I've run and been a part of running you know up until now with you know with MFA and Todd. Mm, awesome. Yeah, that's it is congruent actually because it's about not being distracted away from the things that are most important, right? Absolutely. Yeah, love it. Great stuff. Damien, thanks so much for doing this, man. And good luck with the launch. I'm a proud supporter. By the time people hear this, we'll be talking about the past. But big, huge launch with MFA and E5. And man, it was so great to spend two days with you and Todd in Orlando and learn the system firsthand. It's, it's mind-blowing. I'm really proud to support it and use it in my business. Thank you so much, Kevin. Absolute honor being here. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon, man. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, 
Do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com and I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.